0: Okay, so uh, you guys got the outlines, uh, sent this out, okay? So uh, I realized, originally I was going to do nine points on uh, the steps, <laughs> and I realized, oh, man. Uh, was very ambitious. Yeah, that was too ambitious. Uh, then I realized, okay, we're just going to do three. Uh, was all I had time for uh, with that, okay? So is now, um, if you guys just uh, recap, In the first month I went over about the importance, like, spiritually, to be concerned about our kids spiritually, like, uh, well-being, right? Uh, not just physically, not whether or not they go to Harvard or, or that. Though that's important, that's good. But the goal is what? <laughs> is uh, spiritual first, right? Their salvation. In the second, uh, last week, February, uh, or last week, last month, we went over about um, just uh, what happens if we don't discipline. You guys remember when you look at the story of uh, Eli's two sons? You guys remember that? Where the lack of discipline, what happened to the kids? They ruined themselves, right? And brought this honor. So in light of this day, uh, this month and hopefully next month, uh, maybe it'll be two or three weeks long, we'll be also looking at just the steps of discipline. At least for me, I was actually very convicted uh, just to really think about, hey, how do I discipline and how could I grow, how could I be better? So I'm not coming to you guys saying, hey, you know, you guys all messed up. Hey, I'm saying we all need to work on this. And we're our kids are fortunately very, very, what, young still, so hopefully by God's grace it allows us. With that, um, and one uh, for me, I felt like even this last year, even talking more to the parents in the Chinese side, um, whose kids are much older, I feel like wow, we have an uh, opportunity by God's grace, hopefully, to think biblically now before kids, and when our kids are still very young, versus when they're all of a sudden 17 and saying, uh, "What could the church help with my kid?" I was like, "Whoa, 17! Uh, you only have one more year left," you know. We only have one more year left, so how much more? So we think about doing it uh, right now, okay? So disciplining your kids, we're gonna look at three Bs, okay? Uh, so next time we'll look at hopefully six or three more or four more or whatever else. Um, we'll see three Bs concerning how to discipline your kids. This is actually more foundational, but this is more. I'm heading towards a step of actually disciplining our kids. Uh, actually disciplining our kids, okay? So point number one is what? Point- yeah, be clear with rules, thank you, okay? Be clear with rules. Uh, point number two is be self control. okay? And the third point is be in a private place. Yeah, okay, that you discipline them in a private place, okay? Uh, so these are the three uh, points we wanna look at today, okay? Um, so this is a lot of this foundational for discipline, okay? So the first one we wanna go over is being clear with what, rules, okay? Um, being clear with rules. I think uh, even um, as disciplining kids, before we even spank them, uh, and uh, but we'll get to that next time when we talk about the five S, Okay, uh, I spent too long trying to illiterate everything. Okay, uh, three Bs. The next time will be. 5S uh, with that, okay, so um, even we'll look at, it is biblical to spank, because I know today some people don't believe in spanking, uh, but I think actually scripture teaches there is a place, but but I think sometimes people associate physical abuse with what? Discipline, but the two are, um, it's not either or, or, or it's not uh, just because you're disciplining therefore you're abusing, does that make sense? Uh, so we'll look more of that later, and I think actually the guidelines are helpful. So the first one is be clear with the rules. And there's two reasons why I say uh, we gotta be clear of the rules, even before we ever discipline our kids, even before we ever spank them. I think it's very important for us as parents, our responsibility to to be clear of the rules. And by the way, even in talking about this, this is not just only, oh, we're just learning how to punish our kids, is, is what we're doing in the next three months. It's also, I think, while we're looking at this, is also a lot of it is also God changing us. Okay, like, I feel as a pastor, sometimes counseling people, people will not necessarily change. It's up to their. Um, Responsibility and all that But the one that should always change is who? You The one who's Who's speaking truth to To others Okay So point number one um, Be clear with rules There's two reasons why Reason number one We are to teach God's rule Clear enough to be a guide For children's life Okay So we have to be very clear that uh, I think God's word is very clear That when we teach our kids It should be We teach it so that God's word is so clear enough That it could be applied Okay could be applied Okay I think theology in the Bible could be really deep, okay? It could be very, very deep. Um, but I think the goal is often to apply. So you need to know your audience. And that's one of the reasons why um, I'm on the teaching. You know what I do every Friday evening uh, before I get here? When I race back home, so Bible study, here's what? What time is it? Oh, uh, here's 7, okay? Some of us think it's 7.30, whatever, right? Um, but before that, it's a good time learning. And I don't cancel uh, teaching the little kids. You know why? Not that I get paid. I don't get paid. I go there, why? Because I want souls, okay? I want treasures in heaven. And I, want, and I actually like doing it because as much as I love great theology, teaching overseas, you know, applying my second master's in theology, there's something about teaching kids that makes me think, hey, you know what? I need to always apply it as simple as possible so that I could understand, right? Actually, I think teaching kids t- train me to p- preach more than even like getting fancy, whatever, study theology classes, okay? So we want to be able to teach God's rule clear enough to be a guide for children's life. Let's turn to Psalms 119. 105, okay? Psalms 119, 105. And by the way, here is everyone teaches too, right? Wives are also teachers with the, what? Kids too. It's not a role only of men, okay? Or the husbands. It's all of us, okay? When we turn to Psalm 119, verses 105, uh, we're just going to go around reading. Um, Margaret, would you be able to read Psalm 119, 105 for us? starting <laughs> with
1: um, oh, yeah um, we'll Do just read
0: the yeah, yeah, you can read from the Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my mouth yeah. um, How many of you guys read that and you guys think of a song, the song? away? Okay. How many of you guys read that and you guys were singing just reading it? <laughs> okay. You realize there's some things we we can't memorize without singing, right? Like if I ask you what's an ABC? For whatever reason, everyone just starts singing, right? ABC Right, with all that, okay? So, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path, okay? And of course, this is talking about God's word. The imagery is a lamp uh, helping someone walk in the dark. And that's notice how God's word is that lamp that guides us. So, I think while the theology of the Bible can be really, really deep, yet also I think it's also shallow enough that even kids can help for their lives, okay? Uh, So, we need to be teaching God's word clearly, even before we discipline them, okay? I hope, listen, listen, I hope it wouldn't beat your kids. The only time you ever do a Bible study with them is when they're in trouble, right? Say, hey, here, come here. Let me open up to you the book of Proverbs and like, you know, like, you know, emphasize the B and yeah, beating and for, you know, uh, lecture, exactly, okay? Then they're gonna associate the Christianity with what? Only a manipulative tool to get what the parents want them to to do, right? Um, And by the way, even this last year, one of the person I was counseling was also saying the same thing, like, you don't know, my mom only talks to me about the Bible only when I don't do well in school, only when I get a B, it's like wow. If that's the case, that's a sad Christianity, right? And I feel like every time I visit, uh, when the mom wants me to visit, it's really because, like, I'm their hired gun. But then look at what happened to child. And then they come over to Pastor Lee and say, "Oh, the church didn't do anything." And Pastor Lee's like, "What are you talking about? Look at your own parents." You know, pa- pa- Pastor, you understand he's not like a. Uh, you know, he's a little unvarnished He's going to say as it is right? so, And sometimes you need that then, right? I'll come in gentler, kinder, newer school, whatever But at the same time, like, hey, you know what? Sometimes, like, and even on myself, like to that mom say, like, hey, you know, you can't be blaming everyone else You blame everyone else in your whole life Except for your own your parenting right? So here we see, here, okay We're to teach God's word clearly uh, Even beforehand, okay Let's go to reason number two Reason number two you don't want to exasperate your kids if expectations aren't clear. Okay. Uh, you don't want to exasperate your kids if expectations aren't clear. Let's turn to Colossians 3.21. Colossians 3.21. I've never taught Bible study where there's background music. It's so dramatic. Uh, Nancy, would you be able to read Colossians 3.21? <coughs> Fathers, do not provoke your children lest they become distraught. Yeah, um, I think this is assuming that the father does have a role of disciplining your kids. Uh, I think there's a role of mothers too, uh, but at the same time, I think, uh, you, you think about it Oftentimes, that maybe growing up, when we get in trouble sometimes, or in some household, when no one's listening to the mom, the mom says, wait till you're wet, father comes home, right? And the dad comes, and then, oh no, right, uh, with that. okay. Um, so here, Colossians 3.21 says that fathers shouldn't exasperate their kids. Um, and I think one of the ways you could exasperate them is if it's not clear. right? What is the rule? Like if all of a sudden you didn't tell the rules clearly, and then all of a sudden you're spanking them, they don't know where's the boundaries of what is permitted and what is not permitted. And therefore, there easily could be in a world where it's like, hey, uh, just living through the whims of what? My father. And therefore, you're going to be very, what? Exasperated, right? So in light of this, I think uh, we should... Uh, make rules clear Because in light of these two reasons uh, God's word is very clear Not to be a guide So we need to instruct him In that way To be clear Right uh, So let's go to application uh, This is from uh, a pastor He said As a matter of uh, Paul Tulich is his name uh, As a matter of principle We recommend that you Do not speak Spank your child For violating instructions That you have not made clear Unless the safety Or the life of the child Or another is in danger Does that make sense? It's saying, if there's no rule, unless it's what, like the kid run across the street or do something really dangerous, right? Like, you know, find a gun, and he was like, oh, I never told him that. No, no, so life danger or endangering another's, others, right? Um, In general, okay? Um, As a second application point, it's important, it's helpful when you tell a child a rule to have them look at you with their eye. So you know the rule is heard and received and understood, okay? Um, this is a, applicable for all kids okay? um, The importance of eye contact Sometimes I'm saying Hey this is what it is and Even myself Sometimes I tell the kids And they run off And they look like they didn't hear you And will say Hey come here come here Look me in the eye right? Look me in the eye Did you hear what I said right? um, That prevents a lot of what. You want to love them enough I hope we, we love them enough that we also, you know, sometimes we don't want to spank them, but sometimes the best thing is being proactive by actually telling them, instructing them ahead of time. Say, hey, before you run up, it looks like you didn't hear me. Come over here. Did you hear, uh, you know, that? Or sometimes before I leave, say, like, hey, before I leave, you know, go home, pastoral visitation, uh, you know, whatever. I tell the kids, like, hey, could it be very clear? You listen to your, what? Your mom, okay? And then before that, it was also, like, hey, you guys are all just too busy hugging, and you know, it's so sweet. But then also I was okay, okay, just look me in the eye real quick. Please listen to your mom, listen, and obey, and have a good attitude, and you should food quickly, among many other things, okay? So uh, I think there's an importance uh, of having eye contact. Third point is application. At times, it might even be helpful to have the child explain the rule you have for them, okay? Uh it's some not just only you tell tell you, you do all the work, sometimes <laughs> also ask, hey, what is the rule? Okay. Well, one of the things I really love every night that I like to do or, or, or every night when I'm here is when I pray with a girl, sometimes I'll ask them, Okay, uh, dear God, you know, they say, Dear God and then say, you know, thank you for the day and they say, Thank you for the day and I'll say Hannah and then she says, Thank you God for food you know, everything else, right? And they say, Forgive us our sin and they say, Forgive us our sin. Okay, Rebecca, and you know, down the line And then they confess everything Sometimes things that you didn't know about. Like, oh, I <laughs> you know, want that, right, to, to God So I think in light of that, right Same way, use that principle uh, Have the child explain the rule to you Ahead of time also as well, okay Help the child know the rule with repetition I think it's important not to say Oh, I told you once Sometimes it is what, like all of us too We need to be told what More than one time, okay uh, more than one time. Uh, turn with me to Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 19. Deuteronomy 11, 19. Uh, could I have Chris read to me Deuteronomy 11, verse 19. You shall teach them to your children, talking of them when you're sitting in your house, and when you are walking by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise. Okay. Uh, here it talks about that we must teach our kids the Word of God, right? This is in the context, this is Israel, um, after they left, um, going into the Promised Land, after they left Egypt, okay? Second generation, uh, notice there's a command to teach things about God to the kids because it says you shall teach them But also what it's teaching is not just only stories, because verse 22 talks about what? That we must obey what? Carefully keep His commandments, so that includes rules, also, as well. So, in regards to kids, also, I think it's important that we teach um, them the rule. But notice it described the different situations. So it's not just a one-time thing. What, four different situations mentioned. Um, when you sit in the house, did you have a question? I'll come back to you in, in when I finish this. Okay. When you sit in the house, when you walk uh, along the road, and when you lie down, and when you rise up. Okay. Uh, you had a question. Uh, oh, the funny thing I learned um, about the the um, the. Conserv- what do you call it? The Orthodox, Orthodox Jews Orthodox is that they t- they take these p- verses a little too literally. They literally have a box yeah. of scripture and yeah. tape it, wrap it around their head, yeah. and they, and a, a box of scripture and, and tape it to the doorpost. So yeah. And also their hands. And also they find them on yeah. their arms yeah. and they wrap it yeah. around. I'm like, yeah. is this really gonna make you more godly? Mm-hmm. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah. Of course, later on Jesus would go on them with that. Right. Um, that, that's cool to have, but it also ultimately where it should go. Uh, hands and feet and head is good, but ultimately it must be in our hearts. Right? Brain, yeah. yeah, Brain housing group and heart. Okay. So here we see, uh, you know, these different situations. I think it maybe even good. The four situation listed. When do you talk to your kids about rules and things of God? When you sit in the house, I think most of us say, Yeah, I do. When I'm sitting on the couch, right? Or when you walk along the road. Uh, I like going on walks with my girls. Sometimes one of the things I do. Is even with a busy schedule Say I'm going to take one at a time Walk with them And then talk to them Also as well Right So it's not only I'm telling them what's right Only when they're wrong Okay But being proactive You know Asking and talking to them About the things of God Right Uh, When you lie down Right You know Most of us probably read Idea of reading to the kids Before they sleep And when you rise up Also early in the morning Also as well So I think it's a good question To ask Which of these four Uh is your weakness Or strength And also weakness And maybe Further opportunity To be able to share Your family rules And also what God's law is Okay um, Also when you discipline your child Ask to clarify If they heard the rule Too Okay uh, Ask if they clarify If they heard the rule If you haven't explained the rule clearly Or adequately That's something you can work on Right So that also works on us we're communicating Also or parenting Also Maybe We're sometimes too busy Doing so many things in life We haven't been telling them what is God's requirement or what is it that we want of them? So I think that's important. Then you notice, this is not just only what's wrong with the kid. It's also a, a reflection of our own parenting responsibility, the kids we have. And if you haven't explained the rule clearly and adequately, then let them know. Sometimes they say, no, I didn't hear. You know. it Sometimes they're like, hey, I told you four times. Oh, I didn't hear it at all. I, I don't think you said four times. That, and, and you know you did. Then that's when you say, no, you did. You chose not to. You were caught up. So then therefore You realize It's not just the sin you've done But also what The sin of disobedience Also as well Okay Uh, So that's point number one Is be what Clearer rules And that sometimes Prevent problems Right It's preventative Okay Or even prevent them Being spanked Unnecessarily um, If we can Do that Okay And that means You know When they are spanked You want to make it clear It's not because you messed up But it's you know it, it really is, is that okay? Uh, with that. Uh, by the way, let me say this also as well. There's times where I'm wrong. I think it's important to even tell our kids, hey, you know, I'm not right either. Or well, I was wrong here. Or, or maybe I could have done a better job saying this to you also as well, okay? So let's go to point number two. Uh, so, so notice, by the way, this is not um, just Asian spanking, okay? You just spank no matter what. Because I remember as a little kid, maybe you guys had the same experience, our neighborhood had a whole big block war. Where all these kids were fighting, like these, you know, a group of a lot of Vietnamese, Cambodian kids, nothing wrong with that, but, but it was a big fight. And then it was a big neighborhood fight, and my dad came out. You know, my dad was more scary than all these other people's dads, because when my dad came out, everyone kind of stopped, and I didn't know what my dad was doing, and he just said, Shame! And everyone just stopped, and I got beat. And in front of everyone, before everyone actually stopped, like even off-side fighting and even the parents were arguing and everything, then they all had to stop for a moment where there was an agreement and like, hey, uh, Jimmy didn't do anything, like, he's not in the fighting. I am like, oh, oh, okay, okay, go not you know, with that, okay? So all that's to say that when we spank, we also notice there's a lot of communication that's involved, okay? Uh, with that, we're clarifying things, we're asking them, do you understand, right? Because the purpose is not spanking just as beat them, right? Uh, we shouldn't be... That we're Asian, right? We want A's in everything. It shouldn't be we want B's and beatings in God's eyes. It's like, oh we just beat them good? Yeah, A plus with a stick, bamboo boom, right? You know, um, but then also when it comes to what? We're in actually instructing because the purpose of disciplining is instruction, right? It's not just beating them. That you're frustrated, it's like, ah oh, dishonor, whatever, okay? So let's go to the second point. Be self control, okay? So when you discipline, we must also be what? Self control. Okay, so there's three reasons for that. Okay, reason number one, self-control in and of itself is important for fruitful Christian life. Uh, where did I leave off that? Oh um, no, Christmas. Okay, Sophie, would you be able to read Second Peter chapter one verses five to eight? I know it's a little long. Actually, would you read verse five, and then uh, uh, Edward read verse six, uh, Oscar read verse seven, and I'll read verse eight. Yeah, 2 Peter chapter 1, uh, verses 5 to 8. Uh, Um, Now for this very reason also, applying all the diligence in your faith, supply moral excellence, and in your moral excellence, knowledge. Mm -hmm. And in your knowledge, Mm self-control, and your self-control, perseverance, and your perseverance, Godliness. And in your godliness, brotherly kindness And in your brotherly kindness, love For these qualities are yours and are increasing They render you neither useless nor unfruitful In the tre- uh, true knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ So listed here is a list of items of Christian qualities That, well, qualities Christians should have, right? Do you see verses 6? It actually mentioned one of them <laughs> is self-control, right? Notice these qualities are should be increasing in the Christian life in verses 8, right? says that these qualities are yours and are increasing. So it's not just only we have self-control, but we actually are growing in what? Having more self-control. And in light of this, this verse also says in verses 8, also gives us the result. Uh, the result is what? That if you, knowing these things, the result is you will be what? Much more, uh, you will not be useless and not be unfruitful in the things of God. And how much more so in the area of what? Of disciplining our kids okay. So if you want a parenting That is um, Immediately rejected by your kid Is you yourself have no what? Self-control okay. Um, by the way, kids are smart enough To tell the difference Between principle, correction and what? You're just mad, angry uh, Upset or taking out A bad day on them okay. So reason one is self-control is important For a truthful Christian, Christian life So you should just blow up on them, okay? Reason number two, if we discipline without self-control, it does not accomplish the righteousness of God. Often when we discipline without self-control, we af- often have what attitude? Um, uh, what attitude do we have? Uh, anger, right? Anger, okay? James one twenty says, the anger of man does not achieve the righteousness of God, okay? Uh, So I think that's important to realize. If you're just only disciplining out of anger, then it actually doesn't accomplish what? The righteousness of God. That's the second reason why we must what? Practice self-control. And finally, the third reason, I think, is also you don't want to be a hypocrite, okay? You don't want to be a hypocrite. So we're going to read Matthew 7, verse 1 to 5. Let's actually go around. Each person read one verse. Margaret, would you be able to read Matthew 7, verse 1, and then um, Nancy, verse 2? Or actually, Chris, verse two; Nancy, verse three; and then Sophie, verse four; and then Edward, verse five. Okay, Matthew seven, verse one to five. Okay. Um, do not judge, so that you will not be judged. For with the judgment you pronounce, the, with the judgment you pronounce, it will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. And why do you look at this speck in your brother's eye, and well, not consider the plank in your own? Mind. Well, how can you say to your brother, Let me take the speck out of your eye, and behold, the lock is in your own eye? Do you hypocrite, first take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly you take the speck out of your brother's eye. Yeah, this verse is from who? Oh, Jesus, right? Um, every time I read this verse, it never gets old because uh, it's so relevant, right? Uh, here we see how bad hypocrisy is in God's eyes. Uh, And our kids see it too, okay? Think about maybe when we were little. You guys remember the first time you discovered inconsistency with your own parents? I bet it's probably a lot more younger than what your parents realize, right? Uh, So I think that's important to realize. You don't want to discipline uh, or lack of self-control because then you become what? Pippa critical, right? For example, if you're disciplining a child for a bad temper... But you also have an ungodly bad temper, and you say, "Hey, you shouldn't have a bad temper." And you're 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 swearing or whatever else, right? And then you discipline them. Guess what happened? Who's the bigger hypocrite? Okay. You, right? Um, that, another example is this: um, You're telling the child has no self-control, right? They really, really want to buy this item in the store, and they have no self-control. Everything else, and then you're spanking them like crazy with no self-control. Guess what happened? You're doing the same thing, right? So I think it's important as application. Uh, as avocation. Don't spank a child Out of anger Not perfect With this But this is something We should strive for Okay uh, We should strive for uh, If you're still Very angry It is helpful To send the child To their room Or somewhere For you to cool down Okay So I'm not really Necessary fan of uh, What do you call that uh, What do ki- uh, Americans do They call it what's uh time out, oh, you know, time out You know like uh, I felt like uh, It doesn't felt, work With all kids Yeah it doesn't work With all kids Some kids are just Okay I just have time to be away from my parents scolding. I know definitely growing up it would not have worked for me, right? Because like, I'm trying to avoid my mom and dad like, you know, yelling at me, right? The time out was like, oh, I get to be alone in myself, and go off my imagination and thinking about other things, right? Or read or something else like that, okay? So, uh, so it's important. But at the same time, if you can't have control, I think it's important sometimes sending them to a room or sit in a corner. What we do sometimes, they sit here in one corner and face it over there. So calm down and then we go So it's really for our sanctification And then their benefit also as well Okay, uh, So it's not necessarily timeout. It's not, you know, teaching them It's not like, oh, you get two punishment Time out and spanking It's like, no, this is to cool down So that you get a proper um, So that if you do a Yelp review You give a five uh, on a, you know, God's measurement Right, that you're not doing that out of yang- anger Okay So <clears throat> To help with self-control, sometimes is also helpful to speak softly. This is what I do actually, and not just with kids. Just as a pastor, is sometimes I feel like oh, people are wrong. Um, yes, and uh, you know I want to make sure I'm not misinterpreting. But sometimes it's helpful to not get so worked up by actually going in speaking much more softer. Right. Uh, I think there's a difference between a preaching voice and a counseling voice. Right. I rather have. When it's correcting I'd rather have a counseling voice Or a speaking gently I'd rather have the problem When I'm meeting with someone We're eating at Savoy And I'm going to be them For whatever sin And they're saying Hey you know what It's so loud here Speak up a little bit What are you saying Jimmy right? I'd rather have that Then like everyone knows Hey what's this guy's business right? So I think what helps Is already just I think speaking softly Is one of those things That's already helpful uh, to, to lower the anger Or be in self control okay? Because even if later I get a little worked up like if I'm speaking normally, then I'm getting worked up my volume. Then all of a sudden they're like, and, which before used to be a hard thing. I would say, hey, how come you're yelling at me? I said, I'm not yelling. I'm just speaking. So I'm them. just speaking haka to you, right? Whatever. Then they'll be like, and then before you know it, the problem because it, it's making me upset. Well, versus if I'm speaking very gently, then all of a sudden when I'm voice is normal voice, hey, there's not that extra thing. See, you know, they get upset and then now it's like they're reacting to your reaction and you're reacting to the reaction and then the issue is never fully addressed. Okay. Um, so also, to help with self-control It's helpful to be proactive In nipping in the bud A child's sinful behavior You know what I mean by that? It's literally, for example, you see the kids Running around, ah, 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 going all crazy And one of them is getting something They keep on antagonizing the other sister Like, ah, ah, you know, like trying to make her scared like, no. And then you're just Thinking, oh, it's okay, just move on I got better things to do with my phone Then what happens? It builds up And then, you know it starts stewing, right? Like the crock pot And then it explodes Volcanically Okay, so to avoid that is what? Sometimes the better thing is to nip it in the bud Okay To to deal with it right away So that way you don't have what? Inability to practice self-control Okay um, With that so, third, so I think parenting We have to be very proactive Okay So it's not just Oh, how we Spank them It's also sometimes proactively Before we spank them Also as well Right Of how do we uh, How do we You know Don't just view parenting Your only tool is spanking If your only tool in your tool belt is a hammer Well I wouldn't want want you to be my contractor Right I wouldn't want want you to be my uh, Repair man Okay So same thing Also as well Okay Uh, Spanking is one tool In parenting But that's not the only thing so sometimes it's good to nip it in the bud early on, being proactive. Okay, uh, being in a private place. Okay, uh, the third part is discipline. Uh, when you do discipline them, uh, be in a private place. And there's three reasons for this. Okay, three reasons. Okay, first one is Matthew eighteen fifteen. Where do we leave off? Uh, Edward, you were last one read earlier verse five. Yeah. Uh, uh, Matthew eighteen fifteen. Oscar, could you read Matthew eighteen fifteen? Right. if your brother sins go and show him his fault in private if he listens to you you have won your brother now I know in the context Matthew 18.15 is talking about church discipline not necessarily talking about parenting but I think there's principle to still draw from this because I think Matthew 18.15 what we read is that when someone sinned what should you do first go talk to the pastor no one of the things I try to do is when people say there's a problem I now try to be Hey, you know, um, Before I confront Because in the past People would tell me things I confront and they're like What's your evidence? Oh Oh uh. You know that person then said "Oh, I want to tell you But please don't rap me out Or whatever else right Then all of a sudden it comes like I'm the bad guy Right but the, but the biblical thing is If that person sees it That person says Hey I would really encourage you To talk to that person right The one on one True or not I think people appreciate that more They're like Hey you told What? You told the pastor Or, or you told another person Right Or small group leader Or whatever else right Biblical ways confronting one-on-one. And by the way, this one-on-one is before church discipline, before you involve others. So this is the normal Christian life, okay? So how much more so also when we discipline our kids, when we correct them? It should be what? We also what? Correct them one-on-one, okay? Now I know my kids, maybe your kids are like mine if you have more than one. When one of them is in trouble, do they like it when they're in trouble and the other ones are just kind of watching, Right? You know, let's just say one of the girls are in trouble, and the rest are just looking. Right? How do the how do the other child feels? What do they do reaction? They're happy. They're not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but how about the child that's that's uh, have uh, uh, spectators? Their it's sisters. Unfair. They're like, it's no, it's unfair. How come you, you know? Da- 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 yeah, go away or whatever. else, and you know, all that problem, right? Okay. So in order to prevent them from further sins and problems, one on one, there's a place for that. Okay. We're like that too, right? How many of us really enjoy if a sermon the pastor says, and by the way, this sin, I'm uh, talking to you, right? And you say your name. And you know, the social also as well, right? For the last four. Then you'll be like, well, that's a little too personal, right? Put that in front of everyone, okay? Reason number two, you don't want to humiliate the child of bitterness, okay? You really don't want... And by the way, sometimes it might not be the result is right away, the bitterness. Sometimes it might be when they're older. And th- they look back teenage years and whatever, and they're bitter of their experience of what you do. So you don't want problems. You might say, oh, you know, my child's okay. They don't have that. And you never know how a child is when they're what? Older. Okay? Think about how many people we know, or maybe ourselves, with that, you know, with our parents, right? Things, right at that moment, you didn't react it. But later on, you see the impact, Okay? So reason number two You don't want to humiliate the child of bitterness okay? Uh, Hebrews 12.15 says See to it that no one comes short of the grace of God That no root of bitterness Brings up causes trouble And by it may be defiled While it's true that the one that's bitter Is responsible for the child You also don't want to contribute to them or for that further sin okay? God is clear He doesn't want bitterness in our lives And by the way, bitterness always destroys us first before it destroys others, even though it's viewing others negatively, okay? Yeah, when we discipline our kid, we can minimize their ability to be bitter by not humiliating them in public before others that don't need to see them getting spanked, okay? Now, if, let's just say, one of my daughters did something wrong to someone else, like they hit one of my uh, other sis- daughters, then yeah, I think that's the place where it's like, hey, you need- you're wrong, right? And you need to say sorry to this person, and so I'm not talking about that I'm saying Others don't ha- They don't necessarily Have to be there They have no right To need to know uh, With that Then you don't need to have what, An audience with that So you want to spare them That okay Wouldn't it be so sad If you discipline a child Only for that child To still Further sin by what Being bitter Maybe they were very joyfully Doing something carelessly And they were very uh, But it's a culpable Negligent Sinful Carelessness But now you're sitting You're sinning another way that's even probably even humanly more worse by being bitter. So you want to protect them from that, right? Um, be careful of disciplining in public, right? It's like ah, you're upset and just you know going forth thrashing in a supermarket, okay? Um, reason number three. Uh, there's a third reason. Uh, I don't I don't really see this in a book, uh, but I think I want to speak to this. Um, is to avoid enablers of sin in the audience. You know what I mean by that? Maybe I'll give an example before we with that. When I was little, you know, my dad would always spank me everywhere in public. I remember when I was uh, uh get in trouble, suspended with school, you know, I always cry. You know, I think the teachers and all the principal thought I was crying because I'm in trouble, but I'm crying because I don't want to lose my dad <laughs> because when my dad comes, he spanks them in front of, you know, this Dr. Stewart, this American Anglo, you know, principal who had no kid but a you know, ED, not EDD, is it, whatever, Doctrine and Education, right? So my dad will be like, oh, I'm so sorry, you know, my son is so bad. My son, my son, my son is so bad. And then, you know, he hits me in the head, and I'm like crying, dad, please. And he's like, no, I'm hitting you to let them know that I'm taking my parenting seriously. But I'm saying, but in my mind, I'm thinking, they're not seeing it this way. I'm going to lose a <laughs> child, you know. I'm going to lose my father. They're going to take me away and put me in some crazy foster system. Please, dad, no. And they're looking at this, like, and I'm thinking, oh, no, I'm even exasperating. You know, as a little kid, you're thinking, What's, what, what, what could you do but cry, right? Because realize that they can't understand your haka and, you know, all the whole thing going on. And they're like, oh, I didn't need bring open the school. to bring the, the, you know, the gatekeeper, the guide, the custodian, you know, because they're kind of nervous. And my dad is like, oh, I'm so sorry. The doctor's doing it. They shake their hands. Like, uh, 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 it will never happen again because this... So good. You know, again, and again, I'm like, I'm crying with that, okay? But then there'll be times, there'll be time when, especially when my parents take me into a grocery store that is not Chinese, where I'm getting spanked or, uh, this happens at McDonald's, in El <laughs> Monte, on Valley Boulevard. You know, I'm there, I, I did something wrong, and my mom and dad, my dad is, like, spanking me. But while I'm being spanked, I'm looking around for what? Sympathy! Sympathy, right? So I look over there to the Vietnamese family, you know, the, the mom and dad didn't even notice me, right? I'm crying, <laughs> they don't even notice, it doesn't even phase them, like, I never existed, right? Then you see the Hispanic, they're a little bit like, huh... Right? And you see an African-American, that mom's like, Yeah, you know, you ain't gonna look over to me to get some pity, right? Uh-uh, right? <laughs> the, whole, the whole thing, right? Then you see someone that's maybe a little more Anglo, and they'll be like... And they'll be like, Ah, oh, i even more it works, right? Like it's even more painful than it was before, okay? So there is that enabling also as well, right? So sometimes I see that even with my own kids, okay? So even, for instance, when I go over to my parents' house, now my mom is such a grandma, okay? She has revisionary history now. Like she never spanked me, right? I remember one time when we were over, she was telling me, you know what? You don't have to hit your kid. And I'm sitting down eating. It was like Christmas. And I dropped my food. And then I dropped it. And then my wife was there too, I think. I dropped the food and I picked it up. I looked around. And I saw my mom. And I already put the food in my mouth. And my mom was like, why did you eat your food? If, if you go to church, if someone sees you, does that look like a pastor? Ugh! So he hits my in the head. I was like, then I was, I was so shocked. My sister was like, yeah, you shouldn't have blah, blah, blah. And then, then we went back to try to argue to convince her, and I just burst out laughing because we were in the middle of trying to convince her that she did spank us, right? <laughs> but then now, so with my kids, also as well with my kids, what I have now, when I have to discipline them, I don't discipline it for my mom because why? My mom's like, oh, hukuliana. <laughs> I'll say well, from Hakka to speaking Mandarin, like, hukuliana. Like, so, so much pity. So, you know, it, it's so sad and everything else. So I take them into the bathroom, right? To. And then, you know, I tell them when we go, before you go out, you need to smile. Because why? Sometimes I'll say, hey, you're wrong. Even before, I'm already telling them they're wrong. What do their eyes do? I actually sometimes grab their face. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. And cover their little eyes with their, you know, and they're trying to look for what? opposed eyes, right? opposed eyes, okay? For, for what? For a little bit of help and, and to get out of this negative situation. So sometimes we have to be aware of that, okay? We have to be aware of that. So is application. Uh, oh, by the way, Romans one thirty two talks about those that sin who approves negative things. Okay, uh, but here we go on to application, uh, discipline in private. Okay, sometimes in public places you might have to go to the car or to the bathroom. Okay, uh, sometimes you might have to let the child know there'll be discipline when they get back home. Okay, I think sometimes it's important to have cold words uh, to let them know. Okay? Because sometimes, even you, you know, in front of certain kids uh, or certain area I remember one time we went to the beach, right? I, we were walking, and all of a sudden, it was like the kids almost walked to the, I forgot, I think it was going to walk to the thing, and I, go, I said, hey, you cannot do this, and I'm going to spank you, then there's no one there at the beach. And all of a sudden, a car drove by, right? Uh, like uh escalade, right? You know, I was like, oh man, they're looking, at, <laughs> I, you know. Chad, I can't believe what he's doing, right? It's like, oh, it's like okay, relax, you know, or whatever else you do know. that. So, all that's to say that sometimes you have to discipline, and sometimes you cannot at that moment say, huh. Then you just have to hold the kid and say, you know, and go back home. Whatever your. Ours is Charlie Brown, okay? Charlie Brown, okay? Uh, they're like, I don't want a Charlie Brown. And then the other one announces, like, huh. Oh, a lot of the kid's just being bratty, okay? I don't want a Charlie Brown. It's like, okay, okay. So, it's like, okay, you know, don't worry. Yeah, I'll get you a Charlie Brown, we, I'll make an offer you can't refuse. Okay. <laughs> so with that, okay. Uh, other times you have to let the child know. Uh, it'll be when when you know the next opportunity. Also, be careful of extended family members and relatives. Like send mixed signal. Right. Uh, I know my mom means well. You know. I know my mom sometimes work very hard. When I have to tell the kids, hey, hey, how come you secretly threw away this food? I need to talk to you right now. Let's go. I see my mom's like she knows the right thing, but then she has to leave. And then she's like peeking a little and she's like hoping the child's okay and everything else, right? And then it's like, hey, mom, don't worry. You know, it'll be okay. Like, we turned out okay, mom. Yeah, you know, I go over, hug my mom, hey, we turned out okay. Thank you for spanking me, right? Um, You know, it's like my mom went from tiger mom to like total, I don't know, sugar grandma, right? But I tell her it's okay, you know, to be a tiger mom, to be with a bamboo broom. because what, our people, that's why they invented the tiger. Bomb, right okay (laughs) so in light of all this we discipline in private okay uh so be uh be careful with that okay so they won't be humiliated right but also just as well with uh just to make sure that it's not enabling sin when there's an audience okay conclusion in ending we're not perfect in our parenting do i do all these three things perfectly no have i disciplined my kids ever in public yes uh so these are things we need to work on. I'm convicting myself even going through this. But also remember God's grace. When we fall short, we need to go confess to God. Okay? And also there's times where, hey, I'm wrong. I need to tell my dogs, hey, I discipline more out of anger than out of principle. Will you forgive me also as well? I think we can learn a lot from children. One of the Bible study I want to do later this year is there's times where the Bible says we can't learn something from kids. It's, not, uh, it's a two-way thing We'll get to that But one of the things that they're so neat Is kids are actually very forgiving When they're young okay. uh, Maybe the teenage years will be a little different right? Um, maybe the adult years will be a little different <laughs> you, you could spank a kid Discipline them And after say, hey, I love you say, I love you, da-da And a full hug, right? You know, it's like, huh, it's so tight sometimes. I wonder if they're punishing me. No, no, they're not. But there's just so much love, right? Holding my throat, I can't breathe, right? Because they're just what? Forgiving and loving. So, in the same way, we go to them, but ultimately, we do all this. Don't forget God's grace grace to forgive when we have not been disciplining, like sin of omission, and also sin of commission. When we blew it, when we got upset, when we lost self control, when we didn't discipline in uh, private because we were so uh, you know, absorbed with anger or whatever but also their sanctifying grace. He died for our sins so that He would not only make us go to heaven, allow us to go to heaven, but also continue work and change our character. Let me stop at this point.